Previously on Blood on the Thames. Michael Chase has made me an offer to wipe away the boons that two of the coterie owe. I think he knows what we did. What everybody else knows is that Tyler showed up to pay us a visit. We called the constable. Tyler's dead. You've taken away the one thing we cared about. I don't care about her. I care about her friend. You see the outline of a figure up against an open window with what looks to be a jerry can. Call a fire brigade. Jim, I'm gonna get, I need to get Miss Morofsky out, get her downstairs into the basement. The fire brigade cannot find her here. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this, the ninth episode of Blood on the Thames, a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle set in London, England. With me tonight, on the Halloween special, the ghost playing Moses of Clan Nosferatu. Hello, I'm Peter, and I'm playing Benjamin the Malkavian. There was some debate about who I'm dressed as tonight, so rather than tell you, I'm going to leave you guys to work it out in the chat, and we'll let you know during the interval. Hello, this is a... Uh... Sith Lord among the dark side, playing GM Roy Woods tonight of Clan Gangwell. Very suitable. <laughs> now, guys, if you'd like to uh, educate everybody, or remind everybody rather, as to what happened on episode 8 last week. Okay, so last session uh, started with a very, very hungry Jim and uh, getting hungry Moses. Uh, they were sleeping at Moses' house, so Moses realized that Jim was a little bit of a liability. He was really, really on edge after healing some of the aggravated damage he had uh, on his hand from previous nights. Uh, so eventually, before he just snatched somebody randomly and and fed off of them, fed off of them, uh, Moses jumped in the car with him. Getting hungry himself, speeding a little bit until it was, well, um, a little bit too much for his driving skills. Um, there was a, a nasty accident. The car was totaled. Um, there was petrol going around. Moses was freaking out. He was started literally going into the thralls of a fear frenzy. Uh, Jim managed to get a little bit of uh, composure uh, from his hunger. And uh, they both got out of the cars, but there was a little bit of a scuffle between them as Moses was doing his, like everything in his power to get away from Jim. Um, he eventually did that, but he did so by running to the middle of the streets and then climbing some levels on a car park and then jumping through roofs and hurting himself in the process. Jim, on the other hand, um, could not hold the hunger, the beast, for long, and then he end up feeding off of a bystander. A guy wearing a guy wearing high vis who uh, unfortunately got drained dry, bringing Jim down from hunger five to hunger zero, uh, incurring stains on humanity. Uh, Jim then, realizing what he'd done, uh, used the uh, destroyed car to dispose of said body, and then proceeded to. Uh, escape the area through use of weight of the feather and uh, scaring the crap out of a couple of people who'd seen Moses um, knowing that he can't do anything so 
opportunities out there then receives contact from uh, Katia and Ben about the thin blood that they're tracking. So before we get to to that, while the the carnage and the bloodshed was going on, um, Katia and Ben went for a nice walk across London, visited the underground station and things. Katia had a a clever bit of magic tracking from uh, Sabine, which enabled us to follow Chris. We tracked them down to their haven in the underground at Baker Street Station. And uh, we found three uh, people there, Chris Young, the thin blood we were tracking, along with someone that we suspect is another thin blood, and a, we suspect to be a human who's hanging out with them down there. Once we'd found and identified them, because we're not the bravest of souls, we retreated, went back up and tried to call in some backup, at which point we got in contact with Jim. And yeah, Jim made a, uh, was making his way to them as fast as he could without <laughs> trying to draw the fact that he is uh, one arm bandaged, uh, having uh, uh, probably broken rib or two from the car crash. And uh, bloody clothes, don't bloody clothes. Trying to get, trying to get his way to them as fast as he can. So the thing is, is whilst we were waiting for the others to get to us, um, Chris Young, the really beefy thin blood, emerged from the tube with jerry cans and attitude and headed off. And we thought he was going to burn down our haven, but actually he wasn't. He was going to a residential area where there were some nice, colourful curtains upstairs, which looked like a child's bedroom. And uh, and Chris was going to go in there and clearly burn down. Uh, that child's bedroom. At which point, the coterie, even the not so brave members of the coterie, found themselves rushing into action. Um, and then we came to the point. Yeah. Uh, basically, by the time um, Ben went in, who went in first, uh, yeah. he found that Chris was sitting in a, in a little girl's room. The girl had been uh, put to sleep with some chloroform or something like that. Uh, she was limp in his legs, and he had some jerry cans. Uh, she she was limp on his legs, sorry, and and he had some jerry cans there. So Ben did the only thing he could do, and it was well, he literally the bravest souls. He rushed to save the girl and and get it from the the clutches of Chris. Um, in the process, even though he was successful, Chris managed to throw some petrol at them and drench them completely. But by that time, uh, Katya went, came in in time, used some uh, powers of the blood to confuse him for long enough to Jim to, and him to get nasty. Um, they, they came to several blows, most of them with uh, Jim's claws, and uh, the fight ended getting them both tumbling, well, not tumbling, throwing themselves uh, out of the window down to the to the front yard where Katya just went Assassin's Creed on the guy from the, <coughs> from the second story and, uh, and managed to put him into torpor. But then you had like a massive body in the front yard uh, with, a, with a lot of blood and it was cleanup time. So, yeah, there was a sort of frantic, you know, neighbours were starting to get alerted, people were coming out, there was a, a lot of shenanigans, but essentially at the end of the day, the situation was um, we'd stolen the neighbours 4 by 4 Jim was at the wheel, um, Katia was at the front, she was trying to contact her Tremere um, help, Sabine, to find a place to drop off the body, Ben was in the back, um, looking hungrily at the body of Chris, the thin blood. <laughs> And uh, most... Moses had shown up because the little girl turned out to be Lucy, which you guys have already met. So he's 
he stayed behind uh, trying to reach uh, Lucy's guardian, uh, Susan. And the phone was ringing and no one was picking up. <laughs> and then there was like the dun dun dun. Uh, yeah. And that's where the, the Jake's moment. Yes, that will be edited in. <laughs> <laughs> so that is where we left off, guys. Uh, we've done the uh, recovery of willpower based on your two highest attributes for those that are uh, still learning the system with us <coughs> at the start of every session either resolve or composure. Composure. composure whichever one's higher is that's the amount of superficial willpower damage you recover so they've already done that uh, Jim had his humanity roll yeah his humanity roll last session and succeeded um, so with that in mind you two plus Katia were racing off away uh, from the almost burning ruins <laughs> of this building whilst Moses had stepped back inside. Moses, you can hear the sounds going on from outside. You can hear the raised voices of the couple that had come out to investigate, mm -hmm. suddenly been robbed of the last few minutes of their memory and are now having a heated debate about what they were currently doing um, and disagreeing quite loudly. Um, there are some other people who are beginning to... Uh, stir in their houses. Not everybody's stepping outside. In fact, it appears that nobody after this, this one couple is. But most of your attention is now within the house. Upon uh, Lucy, who is still unconscious, upon the very strong stink of petrol. And the longer you hold Lucy, and the longer that bzzzed, bzzzed goes on in your ear the more you are uncomfortably aware of a tightness rolling throughout the entirety of your body. And your mere proximity to Lucy is uncomfortable. Not only because of how hungry you are and how acutely aware of that fact you are, not only because you can hear her pulse, but also because there is something in you that is warning you that you are in more danger being close to Lucy at the moment with the telltale smell of petrol than you are anywhere else in the house. Bzzzed. 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 The number you have dialed has not been recognised. Please try again. Uh, have not been recognised? I have the wrong number for Susan? She... I, I try to look around the kitchen. I leave uh, Lucy in the living room. I try to look around the kitchen or anything, that, anything that can give okay. me an idea of like emergency number, something that she might have left even for Lucy. Okay. Um, like in case of emergency, call this number or do this. Okay. Uh, we'll say, given everything that's going on, we'll say, I'll let you choose the at uh, the skill, but it'll be resolve. So what skill do you want to use in the justification for? Probably it's going to be investigation. Yep, so do investigation then. Yeah. Yep, so resolve plus investigation. Which makes it... Oh. Well, I already have a compulsion. So yeah, minus two for your compulsion. <laughs> yeah? Minus two for your compulsion. Okay. Oh. Welcome to compulsions. They suck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> nope, find no. nothing. Nothing. Okay, you begin rummaging around the kitchen quite frantically, not only because of that 
invasive stink of petrol, but your lingering concern with regards to Lucy and her health, the fact that in the distance you can hear growing steadily louder the And they're pretty damn close, but then again, a lot's been going on tonight that's drawn <laughs> a fair amount of police attention. And as you're rummaging around, you're pulling out drawers, you're rifling through uh, bits and pieces, you're opening up uh, shelves just to see anything within reach that Lucy could, in theory, reach, you're going through. Um, and you're checking in the living room, you're going in underneath cupboards. I mean, Susan's pretty careful with where she puts things, but yeah. she, when it comes to Lucy, she puts things everywhere just in case. Um, but you don't find anything. There is nothing there which would suggest where Lucy should be, you know, who, where Susan's number is. Um, and as you begin heading back upstairs, you can see the telltale ruins of the window through which Chris Young and Jim took a tumble and then Cassia <laughs> leapt. Uh, you can see all of Lucy's toys, these familiar toys that you have been sat and played with her you know, crushed underfoot or knocked aside or covered in petrol or in other in otherwise sat in disarray. Her bed completely disheveled by from her own emergence from the bed and Katya leaping upon it. And you can see at the foot of the window the mobile phone that you had given her, the, the one that you got a very quick yeah. buzz from before <coughs> it went dead. Broken. And her pager, likewise, is broken. You can hear the sirens going louder and louder. I grab the phone and the pager. Yep. I... The jerry cans are still at your feet. I leave them. Okay. So I'm not going to touch anything related to petrol or anything. Um, I mean, you're already partially covered. Yeah, because I, I took care of her. But now she is downstairs on the living room, well-ventilated, uh, and... And covered with like her uh, other clothes and uh, uh, like blankets. So I just go outside, take my motorcycle, circle around about around uh, around the the block. Okay. With my helmet on and everything. Actually, you know what? I leave. I leave. I leave. I'm too hungry. If someone shows up and it starts snooping around, I'm gonna feed off of them. So is Lucy still in the house? Or are you taking her with you? I'm not taking her with me. If, okay. if the police is coming, what are you doing? I stick around around the house and, and with them. You just put the motorcycle in an, an accessible area, not in the front of the street, like uh, as, as close as possible. Okay. And then off your skate. Okay, before you do that, since you were running around a lot, I need you to do a dex plus stealth. Minus two. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but that is one success and a three and a two. Oh my god, I'm rolling awful. One success. Okay. You, as you step out of the house, you hear, and as you glance across the way, you notice that there are several people at the windows taking pictures 
of the house and you emerging from it. And there is one person next to the front door, the very same front door that Katya herself had gone to previously, and you yourself had snuck inside. Mm -hmm. uh, the woman is there making notes as you are coming out on a notepad. The husband is on the phone. Cool. I actually grab the motorcycle, do that, like drive around, and then park it like a street or two behind. What I'm going to do is walk to that house. Like, well, it's an easy dinner, and I can take some of the notes. It's worth noting that in the time it'll take you to park up and come back, the police are likely to be there. Oh, damn. I just, I just put on a vigil. I just obfuscate one. I don't want to use any more blood on this. Are you sure? Yes, I am sure. I'm looking for a nice, dark, shadowed place for me to just stand there and hide invisible. Okay. And see from a distance. I'm not going to be like inside the house or anything. Okay. I want to see how this uh, evolves. Meanwhile, Racing away from the scene, you are a witness to police cars heading in the other direction. And there's a sizable police, uh, police presence in the city at the moment, not only because of related events, um, but also because at this present time, London has had a succession of murders, animal attacks, various other incidences. Arson. The police are, yeah, the police are pretty active at the moment and this is becoming readily apparent the more that you are trying to move through jim can you do me a dex plus drive check please so uh well if you, i'll start to say um <laughs> so um i must say all this excitement's made me rather hungry i don't suppose anyone would mind if i uh what if i had a little um a little top up from um, from from Chris here. And advise against that. Why? As would I. What, 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 why? What, I mean, he looks like he's got plenty of blood in him, and and, and I am quite hungry. Surely, and and at least he's not a nice person, isn't it? Ben, how much has your sire told you about kindred vitae? Um. Well, uh, it's very tasty. Um, uh, not really much, actually. Now that now that you ask, and she glances back over her shoulder towards you, just kind of considering you. She's not looking at Chris, but she's more pointedly staring at you in that way that Katia does when she's trying to see whether or not you're really this dense. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. But in that polite way that she yeah. does. Um, and if I were to tell you it was extremely addictive. Oh. Even more so than something like heroin. Oh, my goodness, really? Yes. Even in a thin blood. Oh, well, I suppose that's a no, then. Oh. And I don't think Edmund would appreciate it, either. Oh, well, no, fine. No, no, I, I won't have it. She watches you for a moment longer and then slowly turns back forward she doesn't say anything else mm. she doesn't look at chris at all and she is just focusing forwards as jim is driving he is doing his best to keep pace with the traffic around him but at this time at night there's a fair amount of traffic between where you've just come from and where you are heading to and every now and again as katia t uh, checks her phone she does offer a glance towards jim just double checking that he's not 
getting impatient. And he doesn't. He toes the line long enough for her phone to begin buzzing again. And as she looks down towards it, she looks up towards you, Jim, and then back down and then says, do you know where the closest war memorial is? Do I know where this more more is? I mean, you yeah. I mean, given the success you got in the previous to try and find this place, it's, there is one relatively close to um, your your domain specifically. Yes, I believe I do. If you can take me there. Right. Uh, uh, we're going to make a just slight detour, slight detour, detour first, because uh, uh, I've been heading more towards the domain at this point. Uh, ben, when we get there, I need you to get out, uh, get uh, grab some chemicals, flammable liquids, get, get me in your car, and then meet me. At, well, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, you know I'm wearing flammable liquid. My clothes are soaked. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm literally get, get, covered in flammable liquid. Get a change of clothes, put and bring the, bring those clothes with you as well, because we need to dispose yes. of this car. Oh, so I should go back to the like, cross hands. Yeah, go, yeah. Get get some flammable get some flammable stuff, so we're gonna have to torch this car because. Covered in blood, we cannot have this as, a, as evidence. Right. Goodness, there's a lot of fire in our lives, isn't there? Oh, Wait, all, much. all right. Uh, uh, so when this is done, you're going to drop me off. I'll go to the. I'll go I'm home. Gonna, gonna Can't you do this after you've dropped me off? I'd rather not keep Sabine waiting. Oh yes, no. We should. We should get. We should get the um, this fellow out and away. Fine, fine. And if we do happen to get pulled over by the police, I'd rather it not be with a body in the back of yes, the car. Yes, quite. Well, exactly, yes. We don't want to be caught with a body in the car. A stolen car. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you guys are criminals. <laughs> oh, my God. See, see what I have to deal with. See what I have to deal with. Coming from the guy that burned down a house. <laughs> and got the keys to the car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Moses. You're behind all of this secretly. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. That's why he's hiding his face. So, so he doesn't uh, give it away. So, uh, drive, drive to the wall more carefully. Okay. The, this particular area is relatively tranquil, given the, the turmoil of London life that you just left behind you and the, the sounds and the echoing bellows of the police cars that are thundering back and down, up and down the streets. And in this particular war memorial, there is just a single elderly gentleman with uh, just a flat cap that's just sat there with uh, a walking stick, just considering the memorial and there's still some leftover um, poppies and similar items around it um, it's well kept and he doesn't really note as you kind of pull the car in but as you're swinging around the car and as Katia climbs out she glances towards the phone again as it goes off and then she looks towards the elderly gentleman who just turns the glances at her and just inclines his head slowly and then he gestures with a small nod towards an alleyway further up. Drive towards the alley carefully. Okay. The moment that you pull up, two individuals step out of this alleyway. They're not heavily built. And in fact, they look to be quite young. Um, and based upon their attire, they could pass uh, for your, your average tracksuit team. And as they kind of stop before you, they glance into the window and then glance back up towards you. They give Katia a deep nod. And then as she steps op- uh, steps out of the car and opens up the side door, they move towards the uh, the body of Chris, quickly grab him, glance up and down the street, and then move off into the alleyway. And after only a few paces, they stop, glance back towards Katia and wait for her. And she turns and looks at you. I will be in touch. 
don't do anything rash. No, we'll be we'll be very, very not rash. There's the door, let's go. Famous last words. <laughs> and it's that. clear from her expression that uh, she's not brimming with confidence. But she doesn't say anything, she turns and follows these two individuals and they get about halfway down the street, uh, down this alleyway, and then it turns off. And as you're climbing back into your car, there is a brief pause and then you hear a door slamming and then the sound of a second car. Um, so I'm going to try and think of a, of a what should be hopefully empty multi-story car park that's more of a way from my domain that I might know, I might know of. Okay. Um... Say intelligence plus streetwise. So what's the what's the power? How far from your domain? Um uh, hopefully uh, a, a decent way, so hopefully it won't be it wouldn't be too uh, they wouldn't try and relate it to fire that's happening in our domain. And hopefully away from the large store car bug where most of the car was reaching satellite. What's what's the plan, Jim? I, I assume you have a plan. Yeah. Um <laughs> 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 Uh, two suggestions. Okay. Uh, um, so, uh, I'm going to. Uh, uh, do I do I know where that where one would be with that? You know where one is roughly um, in South London. It's not. It's not like far away from your domain, um, but it's a sizable enough distance where, unless someone is actively working on your case, if anything were down there. Oh, talking kindred here, not not yeah. mortal. Um, I mean, it's hard to. It depends on how cautious you want to be. It's close enough that you can get to relatively easy. What's What's the plan, Jim? Right, um, I'll tell them the location of the, of the, the car park. So yes. The, as, uh, yeah, what you can do is I'm going to drop you off at, at the domain. Yes. You're going to load your car with some flammable stuff. Get, yes. Get have a change of clothes. Yes. I uh, hope you get me some fucking well because it's shit is destroyed. Um, um, yes. Right. Yeah, then you're going to get in your car. You're going to drive to the, this place where I will be. Yes. I'll find, I'll find a quiet spot without we're they're, they're going to torch this car and then get out of there. Where, 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 where are we going to torch this car? We're going to go to a multi-story car park that's going to well, be... A multi-story car park? Yeah. You sure that's a good idea? Well, Shouldn't we take it out of town or something? Well, do you really want to be trying to get out of town in a song car? We need to just get the, get this done, get this sorted and get it going. I I suppose so. I, I, I suppose. Or... or I mean, well, I suppose you know about this sort of thing better than I do. I was just thinking that it might not be noticed as, as quickly out of town and it might not be connected to things happening here in London. But if we do it somewhere... This car park's not that far away. If we do it somewhere in town, well, they might connect it to the... Aren't there three fires we've had around us lately? <laughs> I, I'm just saying, it, there's a sort of um, an MO, you know? That, that's what, do I, what I imagine they would... Yeah. Wow. I'm just thinking that we that it, it's extra dots that can be joined up, isn't it? Don't you think? I mean, well, there, there was the, the crossed hands. They're, they're going to find probably the um, the jerry cans, unless Moses cleared them away. But there was Chris had those jerry cans, and so they'll know that someone was trying to start a fire there. And there was the um, the fire at Stephen's place. Yeah, there's also been another car fire which where has. Well, that's all the more reason not to have this car fire, surely. What? Surely. I, I mean, I guess show that show that I had it. Ah. Dripping with blood, going. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How do you suggest we clear up this uh, this evidence quickly, other than fire? 
I could find, could find a back alley if you'd like. No, I'm, I'm not saying no fire. I'm saying no fire in London in the same area where all the other fires have been. That's all that's I'm saying. That's why I'm trying to get out the fucking way. Yeah, but you're trying to take us to a car park that's still in London. I'm trying to say, let's go further afield. <laughs> further away. That's all I'm saying. Just further away. You can have all the fire you want, just a bit further away. That's all. And do you have any idea where one would be? Where, where one what would be? One place that would be potentially more suitable then. Well, just just any of any any off. The, once we get out of town, off a main road, somewhere just in a lay-by somewhere. I don't know, somewhere just out of the way. And if it's in the small hours, it might not be seen for quite a while. That's all. Or that's again, all I'm suggesting. Again, give me get give me a location to suggest it because we need uh, to be able to know where to meet. Uh, right. Uh, well, you see, we don't have to meet where we're going to start the fire. I, I can meet you at the car park. The thing is, I just. Look, um, why don't... Uh, I, yes, I'll, I'll think of a location. So I'll see if I can think of a... I don't know. Some... Any any road which is kind of off... Uh, just outside London, where there might be some lay-bys or something where you could you could light a fire and go. I mean, I'm not... I'm, I don't really care. I, all I want is somewhere out of the way. OK. Do you want me to make a roll? Yeah. Um... <laughs> A dumb ass plus oh Wits god roll. Plus, no, sorry, intelligence plus. Um, we well, it's going to be streetwise, isn't it? You're looking for a I road. I would think so. Yeah. It's all about the streetwise people. Uh, two successes. Okay. There are numerous roads which go in yeah. and out of London. Quite a lot of them frequented by a lot of travellers, but swinging off of these roads periodically, there are laybys and. There are uh, service stations and the rest, yeah. and there's numerous places where truck drivers going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, can sleep over and yeah. stuff. Those are probably one of the only things you could get to in the close to London. Um, you could go further out and find something that is truly and... on its own. Yeah, and then it's a case of getting back in and traffic around London, you know, when people are coming in and out with exports and imports and stuff, in the early hours of the morning it's going to be more difficult for you to get in Yeah. Um, as certainly getting smoothly and ensure that you have enough time to get back and do whatever else you need to do yeah. and see whoever else you want to see Indeed, don't worry, that's on my list it's on my agenda <laughs> So, yeah, alright, so I'll, I'll name one of these um Roads where I remember there being some laybys for truck drivers, and I'll say um, that road. There's there's several laybys at intervals for for truck drivers. The first one that you see that doesn't have a giant truck in it, park in that, and I will catch you up. All right, get be as quick as you can, but don't get the fucking cops on your tail. What? No, of course don't not. Don't crash the car like Buddy Moses did. Well, of course I'm not going to crash the car. I of course I'm not. Goodness me. He blames me for crashing while I was trying to save him. I mean, like, it was just one, one time and they'll never let you forget it, eh? I don't know. <laughs> Your foxies are burning. Yeah. It's twitching. Yeah, it's okay, it's okay. Meanwhile, Moses, you've become still and you are watching the scene unfold at Lucy's house. And it is... It's uncomfortable for so many reasons beyond the fact that, one, you know you've been seen. And you're almost never seen. It's an uncomfortable realization um, and a sensation of staying in an area where you know it is not safe but it's also immensely uncomfortable because you know Lucy and you know Susan I mean Susan is a massive inspiration for you in so many different ways and you don't know where she is um, 
and you can hear the sirens and you can see the police cars pulling up. You can see numerous people coming out of their houses in various states of dress. Some people are still in uh, normal day attire. Some people, like the individuals that came out with the golf club, are in uh, wearing nightwear. And as they step out towards the police, they begin giving a description as other officers make their approach towards Lucy's house. And they step inside... And then almost immediately you hear a shout and some officers step towards the door as one of the officers emerges with Lucy in his arms. And whilst uh, one of the officers steps up towards her and just begins trying to rouse her and performing immediate first aid, making sure she's breathing, making sure all the basics. Um, the Sorry. moment that they're satisfied that she is, a, that she is as okay, they take her towards one of the patrol cars and put her in the back. And then they shut the door. And immediately they begin setting up around the scene. They make sure that the place is cordoned off. They're, they're speaking to everybody that is there. Um, you see the woman hand over her pad. And the, the individual that was on the phone uh, with the golf club ex is pointing towards the shattered window. And then he pauses, steadies himself almost as though he's trying to recall something. And then points towards the direction that you went um, and then says something that the officer begins writing down what are you doing casing the houses of the people you're going to try and feed I'm, I'm going to wait here until Susan comes okay and the last thing I want to do is jump on Susan because I'm hungry and I have time to kill and a lot of people are showing me which doors are they opening closing and locking Okay. It is it going to be more difficult be... Oh, yeah, because no, there is a police presence. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do it while the police is here. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to be doing the casing now, but I'm not going to be trying to feed with the police right there. Okay. It's going to be dex plus stealth. Are you obfuscating for this? Because your level one allows you to stay hidden if you're standing yeah, still. Yeah, because what I'm doing is casing the, the the area. I'm not like actually trying to break in right now. Okay. I'm looking for places. I'm trying to. All right, then it will be which, which wits plus investigation the, instead. Okay. Then which house has the the least amount of people or the the the, the least amount of movement? Two successes. Minus two. Yeah, yeah. Min minus yeah. two is a given. I know that. So it'll be which plus investigation. Mm -hmm. Minus two. So it's, yeah, again, all hunger dice. Okay. Hey. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, this is 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 two successes. Yay. Okay. No messy criticals. No nothing. <laughs> there are numerous people that you could, in theory, try and approach. There are numerous people that you could try sneaking into the house and feeding off them. But everybody now is very much awake and aware and alert. They are all viable targets, certainly with the unspoken voice and need in your ear telling you that there is blood you can feed. Do it now. You need to. But you are also well aware of the massive risk you are going to run if you do it. I will let you succeed at a cost if you wish. No, I'm not, I'm not looking to feed right now unless... Wait, wait. Your role will allow you to succeed at a cost in feeding. I will succeed at a cost of feeding. Okay. 
let them deal with my problems. Now it's time for you to clean up. Okay. <laughs> we, we are cleaning up, man. Yeah, bring it up. <laughs> okay. Yes, the cost. I do need to. The cost will be. Hmm. You see the wheels turning, and that's fucking scary. Yeah, that's. I no, because there's so many different costs that I can put on him. Uh, <laughs> what, what did you get? Two successes. Yeah, I got two. Okay. A nine and a ten. Okay. You will be witnessed by a family member. I will be witnessed by a family member. Yes or no? No. No. Okay. I was. Okay. There is a long moment where you pause yeah. and you watch this. Uh, the woman who is. She's not been speaking to the police actively, but she's been hovering in her doorway, taking notice um, when her neighbour has popped out and to do the same. She's moved over to her and began speaking to her, just making an inquiry what's going on, taking an interest, noting the house, noting the damage, noting the fact that Lucy had just been carried over. And as she retreats back into uh, her house, there is a moment where you are very, very tempted to just go after her. And as you are about to take a step, you see a shadow move in the door, in the, the window right next to the door. And it takes you a moment of double taking and adjusting your positioning to realize that the individual that's in there looks to be a teenage son. And the glimpse that you take of this individual is what stops you in your tracks, even though that there is an almost painfully angry gripe in your stomach, which twists the moment that you resist the urge to go after her. But you hold your place and you stay where you are. You're going to stay and wait for Susan? Yes. Okay. Especially if they take Lucy away. Oh, yeah. Okay. You too. So, I'm you uh, could, dropping him. So, you've, are you, where are you dropping him? Uh, dropping him uh, nearish to, near to the domain. Uh, where he can, where can very quickly get there. Yeah, but not, don't, yeah, not yeah. outside the doors, no, though, eh? Doors. <laughs> well, let's not make it too easy for the police. It's worth keeping in mind that your place is still... Yeah. Uh, yeah. ...difficult to access. I know it was, there was a fire. There was a fire yeah. yesterday. Or is it, or is it, uh, where, 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 it's where being it investigated fire. because of arson. Yep. Um, and also, just up the road, someone was stabbed. So, assumedly, it's a crime... There's, like, police tape and that kind of shenanigans. Yeah, there's still... It's basically you're entering into a building that has police tape on, and you've got to remember that these two crimes happened within the, you know, a Last minute night. or so of each other. Yeah, OK. <laughs> um, you can still go in. Um, you know, it's literally... You're not going to have to, like, hide around other people, but obviously it's going to look a bit dodgy if you're stepping under police tape or something. You could easily talk your way out of it as I'm getting belongings and all the rest of it, but... It's not as easy as just walking up to your front door and going in. Is there, are there, is there like a fire escape we could go up? Yeah. Um, You've got all your old rickety fire escapes. Nice. Yeah, um, well, I guess that's my problem anyway, so assumedly you wouldn't oh, drop I, 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 might, I might suggest you use the tunnels. Tunnels? To go in? Yeah, the tunnel. What, there's a way into the... Through... <laughs> Oh my goodness, I didn't realise they linked up. Fabulous. All right, let's do that. Yes. Right, yeah. All right, tunnels. Great. Yeah, get, it's a Is get, that get, where you're getting dropped off? Yeah, he's going to drop me off the other side. All right. We he, got dropped, in the end. he drops you off and you begin making your way back into these tunnels. And As far as I'm aware, you, you've not taken these tunnels yourself, but you, you've heard the code mentioned. I think I've been down, but only from Moses' end, yeah. I don't think. So you've not done the full extent of these tunnels, and it is tunnels that 
probably would have seen uses uh, for for the sub of the tubes, but was never finished. Um, and it's in states of various disrepair. Mm-hmm. And you begin walking this long track. There's numerous amounts of rats all over yeah. the place. That yeah, the elicits that, that kind of ugh. You look as bad as you taste, kind of <laughs> sensation. And you step past the rats as a few kind of ugh. sniff and scurry away. And you return towards Moses's basement. Where, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to have a quick listen out for Mrs. Morosky, like whether she's in the building, whether she's not in the building, whether she's snoring, whether she's... Okay. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, wits plus awareness. Unless you're going straight out. Well, I'll, no, I'll just heighten senses and okay. listen for her. Oh, in heightened senses then. Given where she normally sleeps, you can't hear her. In Good. fact, you can't really hear anything other than the, the right. chirping of rats at your... In in that case, I yeah, I'll just... Um, so when I go up... I will, I will go up a little carefully, just in case, you know, there's a random police officer wandering around. So I'll be listening up. You said I couldn't hear anything, so I'll make my way up to my rooms. Okay. You go back up towards your room and you uh, you step through the door. I mean, the door was already yeah. open anyway from where you t- yeah. <laughs> t- took flight with your paintings. Yeah. And the very first thing you note is that most of your um, the items that you'd left upon the floor... Uh, previously, the your communication with the ghost um, are untouched. Oh yeah, but they're the only thing in your room which hasn't moved. So, oh, what the stuff I put down on the floor? Yeah. To, yeah. So, what? So all my other stuff is like moved. Yeah. In what room? Oh, like someone just chucked it all about. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh. Those firemen. Oh, this is. The authorities, eh? They're so messy. I'm gonna um, look for some bags. So, because I want to bag my clothes up. Okay. Because they're soaked in stuff. I want to make sure I take out anything that looks like it won't burn in a fire and therefore be used to potentially identify me or connect back to me in some way. Um, and. Is that a knock on my door? Not your door, no. Well, I'm probably like half undressed at this point, so this will freak me out quite a lot. Where does it sound like it's coming from? Upstairs. Like someone knocking on the ceiling kind of thing. Or knocking on a door upstairs. Sounds like someone's knocking on something. It's kind of hard for you to... I mean, sure, that's fine, that's fine. I'll, um... I'll very frantically throw on some clothes. Okay. Because I can't go investigating knocks in my pants. It's ridiculous. Um, That's crazy. (laughs) I mean, come on. There's limits. Um... Yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll briefly like, I'll go to the stairwell and listen. Does it sound like there's someone moving around up there? <sighs> go back into my room. Fine, I'll go up this time. Okay, you go up onto the stairwell and you peek around the corner and there is nothing moving. There's the doors are how they were left. Um, there is the markings upon the floor from where. Uh, the individual had been thrown down whilst on fire. There's kind of charring around the edge of the carpet from where she made contact, but it didn't catch. There's the stink of the burning in the next room. And, I mean, the smell of burnt wood and similar has never really bothered you before, but at the moment it is repugnant. Mm. And as you are watching, you can hear from upstairs. So it's further upstairs. I'll go up. 
Okay. Feeling increasingly so you, creeped out. Okay. So you begin moving up uh, the corridor, uh, you know, stepping through the shadow of all these different uh, kind of old decor that Mrs. Morovsky has had in this place for a while. And it is extremely dated, even by comparison to the ones you had in the lobby, because obviously she's not been up here to renovate and she can't bring herself to get someone to chuck it away. And this is all stuff she's professed. But it is like stepping into a 50s era <laughs> kind of hotel yeah. corridor. And there's a briefest moment where you, I mean, whether or not Benjamin's seen it himself, he certainly would have known the trademark scene of like the shining of stepping yeah. down this corridor. And it's an eerie kind of sensation. You have to remind yourself. <sighs> yeah. And then you get to the, the, the end of the corridor and the stairway going up. And just as you're about to step onto the, the, the next step, you hear... So I think it's on this floor. Upstairs. Have I got many floors left to go? I'll go up. So you're in Jim's level now? So this must be Katia's? Jim's level going up to Katia's. Yeah. Oh, I've never been in Katia's area Ooh. before. You're moving up towards Katia's door, and this is, as you said, is an area you've never gone into. And you move up towards her door, and there's a hesitation as you're about to touch it, just purely because, oh, if she was here. <laughs> I think I might knock. Uh, you knock. Hello? Hi, Mama Chinga. It's up on the roof. There isn't a floor above you, but it sounds like there is someone knocking on a door upstairs. Uh, I think that's probably enough for Benjamin. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, yes, Jim said be quick, be quick. Yes, be quick. <laughs> and then as you turn and you begin making a way oh I'm running now you begin sprinting I, is, sorry, is there is there any other stairs up there aren't are there no, no I'm you're just, aware of no, I'm just, I mean unless Katia's well, got no, the I'm just running going to the roof maybe the one that Jim uses uh, but he probably goes up on the fire escape or something I'm guessing yeah I'm just going to run back to my room grab stuff now the one thing that I do in my strewn mess of things that I want to grab for later uh, the sketches that I did of um, Will Sparing's murder scene. Okay. Actually, or not... they, um, they might be in my flat. Actually. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I'll. They're in my flat. So I'm going to get. Clementine and all of that stuff. That's uh, available. I, yeah, I'll get anything. That's, I'll. I don't have huge amounts of fire starting equipment, but I'll get. Anything that I think might help. I mean, it's a car with bloody petrol in it, for God's sake. It's not really that hard to blow up. <laughs> Thanks, Benjamin. Um, but I will... Um, Jim, I'm assuming, is... Like, my clothes are not necessarily going to fit him that well, I don't think. Oh, no. Well, the thing is, Jim is... I mean, I imagine you're actually lankier than Jim. Yeah. Um... Jim himself, when you look at him, is not a massive person. He certainly doesn't look as strong as he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, one of the earliest things you learn from Edmund is that you never judge a kindred based upon their appearance. So because... I'll grab the loosest kind of clothes that I've got, even if that ends up being a dressing gown or whatever, but I'll grab some stuff, and then I'll go to my car. Okay. And go driving off in search of... Ah, oh, one more thing, actually. So I need to book a table or something at this club. The um, 
purple turtle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, sp- I yeah. So I'll call the purple turtle to see if I can book a table for later. Okay. I'll see if there are any left. Basically, there's a moment of ringing, and then you hear, yeah. So, oh, hello. I was uh, wondering if you have any uh, tables left tonight at, at, uh, that one could book. You sure you got the right place? And you can hear loads of people talking in the background. You can hear music. So this is the Purple Turtle, isn't it? Yeah, we don't really take tables for bookings. It's a nightclub, mate. Oh, right. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, thank you for clearing that up. Bye-bye. He hangs up. <laughs> I'll go there later. <laughs> OK. Fine. Um... Now, in terms of where I'm going to meet Jim, is it more efficient to go to my flat first, or is it more efficient to go... It'd be more efficient to go out, because you your flat was close to Edmunds Gallery, which yeah. is west. Fine, area. so I'm gonna, I'll go, because I want to get my sketches before I go to the Purple Turtle, so I'm gonna, I'll do that on the way back, so I'll yeah, go to Jim. The easiest way for you to go out is to go south London, because you're already southeast, yeah. to go out Fine. south London. Yeah, I'll, I will uh, text Jim, just to say, on my way, and I'll get in the car and I'll drive off. Okay. So it takes you a few moments to get sorted, get out. And as you move off towards your car, you begin opening the door and then stop and then glance back. And it's that unwitting glance back towards uh, the hotel. And it looks it looks really eerie to see the hotel without... I mean, it was never a place bristling with life, but there was no. always Mrs. Morowski or one of you guys. And you've not been there long, but it's already kind of become the safe haven outside of the gallery of Edmund yeah. for you. And it's weird to see it so I mean, for lack of a better expression, so dead. Mm. There's nothing there's no movement in there. You can see the tape that you've managed to step around or mm. go through the fire escapes to avoid. And you can see the fire damage um, from Jim's window. And as you're kind of considering it, it takes you a moment to realise that the what you're staring at isn't wallpaper. It looks to be a silhouette of someone staring at you. Now, when you say silhouette of someone staring at me, do 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 is it a is it a kind of silhouette that seems vaguely familiar in any sense that strikes terror into one's heart, or is it just a silhouette of someone staring at me through a window? It's very hard for you to tell. I'm going to go with the former then on principle, <laughs> and I'm going to freak out and drive. I'm going to just drive away. Okay. If anyone had been there, it certainly would have elicited a few comments or questions. The way that you. The door that's already open, you almost throw it even further. Oh, yeah. Further. No, I'm going to flap about and climb into your car, ah! slam it behind you, fiddle with the keys. Oh, it's no, he's in there, even no. <laughs> no one comments because no one's with you. However, you're pretty certain <laughs> that if Edmund had been with you, he probably would have consoled you. Um, I, will, I will wish that Edmund was here. Yeah. I mean, everyone wishes Edmund was mm. here. Oh, Edmund. As you begin driving off. <laughs> Pleasing some people. As you as you begin driving off, uh, you are heading first to straight towards. I'm gym. just go, yeah. I'm going straight to. Okay. To Pyro over here. Okay. <laughs> Jim, you took the quickest route. I can't really see where this is with this mask. <laughs> <laughs> so apologies if I'm kind of nutting this guy. Um, you begin making your way as quickly as you can and as on a. Sp- sp- Immediately straight a course as you can towards the slave. Still, still, still keep within speed limits. Just trying yeah, to doing your absolute best to avoid attention. I need a Dex plus drive roll from you again, please. You are driving a stolen car. The stinks of petrol. 
four. Oh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you there's a moment of that you really wish Catty was there, or better yet, Moses, so that you could show them how to drive, <laughs> <laughs> because you are cruising down these streets. I mean, without a care in the world, well, you've obviously got all the cares in the world at the moment, but nobody would think you had. The way that you are just going towards the edge of London, you are avoiding all the traffics, it's almost like finally Lady Luck is fucking smiling on you and you manage to clear London's exterior as quickly as you could feasibly go within the limits. And you find the lay-by that was mentioned to you uh, by, Pete, uh, by Ben and there is no one there, it is empty. There are numerous cars going back and forth, back and forth. Um, a little ways off. I mean, if someone was really paying attention to the lay-by, they could probably spot you. But you're pretty certain that people are intent on going yeah. where they're going. And you pull up. And you wait. As as, as I'm uh, as, as I'm waiting, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, sort of roll and uh, I'm going to make a valve check to try and heal a point of superficial damage, because um, I'm suffering quite a bit. And that's a failure. Okay, you hear one point of superficial. Hunger two. Two. So what are you on now, Jim? I'm on hunger two. No, health-wise. No, health-wise. I have three aggravated, two superficial now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still fucking going. Success. It smells an awful lot. I like aggravated damage. So, you begin waiting, and you can hear... Off towards the right, off in the distance, you can hear the sound, the purring of cars and the growls of lorries as they just take down this, down the road away from London, down towards the south. And you sit and you wait. And you glance off towards the occasional trees and greenery that exists this far away from London. And you are considering it at length. There's stories you've heard from your sire about what it's like to travel outside of a city. And you are uncomfortably aware of them now I mean you're confident but there is plenty out here that Alicia has made you very well aware of should not be taken lightly I mean your very first encounter with Alicia proved that I mean there has never been a kindred that you've met that is tougher than Alicia the, the kind of stuff that you've seen her go through and she was fucked and that image in your head, the last time you were behind a wheel, the last time that you saw her on a road similar to this, you almost can envision it happening directly in front of you, in front of this vehicle. You can almost see it happening over the bonnet. You can almost see that mass of fur and blood and teeth and claws and her ruined corpse and the mercy of this being before your gut instinct took and you accelerated and it's when you're envisioning this that you glance again towards your phone and the last message you had from your friend Mr. Patton Patton can't remember how you pronounce that and uh, it simply says SH Um, do, uh, do I have an idea after getting the uh, mess, mess from him assuming how far, how far he's behind me how, how often do I, how long do I reckon I've got till he should be there I mean this is Benjamin yeah. 
Well, then again, you got here surprisingly quick. Yeah. It's, it's probably not right on your tail. Yeah. So I'm going to go... I know. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Uh, uh, I'm 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 just going to uh, sit uh, s s uh, sit and wait and uh, possibly just just keep an eye out see if I see um, any uh, individual living being that would be large enough to um, maybe have a uh, have a little snack on whilst I, whilst I wait. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. So you're, you're making a stop at the service. Yes, like uh, this is a happy else. face palm, by the way, guys. Yeah. I do this when I'm happy. Yeah. Um, uh, so just, just keep it out. If you're, if you're watching okay. this, Rachel, we're sorry. <laughs> Very sorry. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm ecstatic. Um, yeah, you know, so you stop at the service. People go to the toilet. Other people okay. get like a snack, coffee. Just, 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 just a, someone who, who, who could easily get to without attracting to to any attention because it's just I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have time for this month uh, so yeah. I'm pretty sure I just potentially yeah, potentially um, okay so you you remain alert you keep your eyes open Moses sorry you have been waiting now for the better part of about an hour and a half the police have done what they want to do and unlike in other locations where you've been surveying they don't stick around they are making notes they've spoken to everybody and they have began leaving have they called like an ambulance or something to transport uh lucy because she was like the patrol there. car with her has taken off okay whether or not they're going to meet an ambulance somewhere else or whether or not they're going to take her straight to the hospital themselves you don't know but you have waited and you have kept an eye out to see if susan comes back and she hasn't and she hasn't go straight to her university to see like well where she's having like the night classes uh, okay. uh, you're going on your bike yeah um, waiting for the police to move away because they already had a description of a guy dressed like me with a helmet like mine driving a bike like mine so I'm hungry not idiot not idiotic so just I wait a little bit and then I Take my bike, yes. Okay. I need a wits plus drive roll from you, please. No. Minus two. <laughs> Minus two. <laughs> All hunger die, and last time I rolled this, yeah, fun happened. It was awful. Now I have two successes. Okay. Uh, it, you wait for your opportunity. I mean, like I said, the police ha are not sticking around, but the neighbours are still paying attention. They're still yeah, staying exactly. up to talk to one another, and it's them mainly that you're trying to avoid. It doesn't take you too long to find your opening to slip back to your bike and begin taking off. You go as slowly as you can allow yourself to. Yeah, not driving the engine or anything. No, and you do your best to weave in and out of traffic where you can to try and cut corners and get where you need to go as quick but without drawing any unwanted attention and it is at one of these particular points where you stop the car uh, the car? Bike. the bike okay. sorry, I was thinking about you guys um, you stop the bike and you pull up towards one of the traffic lights 
you are glancing back and forth, and it is only then when you're glancing towards an alleyway that you can... You swore you could have seen something there. But then as you kind of stop and double check, you catch in the, the visor a green flash, and then you realize that the light's gone and you have to go. So you begin taking off again. And you continue driving over towards the university, and before long you manage to pull up in front of it. And as you stop the bike and turn and glance towards uh, the university, you become aware that on your visor, on the front of your visor, is a fly. And you flick it off absently. And then another fly. And then another fly. And then as you begin brushing them off, you stop and glance back the way you'd come. And you could swear you see whatever you saw before in an alleyway opposite. And out of the shadows of this alleyway, you can see flies just on the edges of the wall. It's almost like you're watching the edges of a carcass and the build-up of flies there. They are currently coating the edge of this wall. And then from the shadows steps an individual who's just tattered in dress to a, at least to a degree that you... I mean, by comparison to you, their tattered dress. You, he maybe, maybe is a rundown student but he looks quite hunched probably one of the older uh, older versions of students and as he steps forward and glances towards you you can hear a of something being scraped and then you hear a ting 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 of something being hit on the floor and then the student just goes Pucky Jake was looking for me early tonight, and I forgot. <clears throat> I just parked my bike close to where he is, and so I don't have to, like, walk a long distance with my helmet on. I just park near him and walk, and walk his way. You step off your bike, and you remove your helmet, and it is only then, as you take it off, that you are aware how many flies are on the exterior of this helmet. And as your hands make contact with them, they flurry off and move back towards him and as you move towards this alleyway and into the shadows you watch as every one of these four dozen flies or so which are littering the walls move back towards him and just slowly begin crawling up different orifices and into his body and it's weird watching this because as far as you can see this is a middle-aged student who's just watching you and you realize that the thing that he has in his hands is a shovel And for a long moment, he just stares as the flies continue to just crawl inside of him. And only when they are done does he stop and turn and point towards a manhole cover. Is it open? Yeah. Go inside. He moves after you and then steps down onto the ladder and begins descending and you hear as it gets pulled back in place or slid back in place and it is only when you are down underneath the manhole does the facade just vanish and you can see plucky jake in all his grotesque glory with his sunken eyes his long rictus grin face there's no hair on him, and the leathers that he are that he was wearing 
are tattered. These are th different than the other ones. I mean, he always wears leather that you've known him anyway. But these are extremely old. And the only item that he is carrying that looks remotely the same as a few moments ago is the shovel, which you now see is in extreme disrepair. The edges of it with little chunks missing so that the very edge is kind of jagged in certain bits. Rust covers the shovel and the wood is worn to the point where you're pretty certain that a couple of sizable swings would probably break it. And it's with this shovel in his hands that he just considers you for a long moment. And then he steps up to you, measures out the spade, the shovel, draws it back, and swings. Yeah. Are you going to avoid? I think not. Okay. It'll make things worse. That's his <laughs> way. I know, it's true, that's his way of punishing me, and and I messed up, so this is gonna hurt. Okay. Six points of superficial damage, halved and rounded up to three. As the spade with a makes contact with your jaw and dislocates it entirely, and you feel the flesh rip underneath from the, the sheer impact. And it takes you a long moment of the splintering agony that goes through your lower jaw to realize just how quickly that fucking strike came in. Even though he made a show of raising it, the speed that it went from here to here is startling. And as you kind of have to fight to catch your balance, steadying yourself against the wall, you just hear, I've been looking for you, Moses. Uh... Three puts me at two aggravated damage because there was overflow. Mm -hmm. So I, I try to. Put the way that he's made contact um, with your jaw. Uh, actually, I need you to roll a d10 for me. Oh god! Because you're on the. Ah uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm failing. At life. Where did it go? I don't know. Down there somewhere. Four. Four. Okay, so it's going to be stunned, um, which doesn't really matter too much at the moment, um, but it could have been worse. The angle that he hit and with the strength behind it that he hit you with, it has made it so that not only is your jaw dislocated, there is parts where the bone has broken. So even if you were to push it, it's not going to properly gonna attach unless you spend the time to fix it. And he just watches you as you slowly pick yourself up. You're coated in blood. You've got the stink of petrol over you and the smell of the sewers. And you can hear the echo in his voice. And whilst there is no malice in what he's saying, the way that he is looking at you and the way that he is hunched, and the way that his fingers are wrapping slowly, repeatedly over the shovel handle, it makes it abundantly clear that he is not in his normal benevolent mood. When'd you come and find me, Moses? I just hold my jaw so I can talk, I guess. And it's like, oh, actually, I found that, that you were looking for me earlier and I crashed 
my car and then uh, a same blood was gonna set fire I was gonna come find you later I'm gonna lead you somewhere now Moses I'm not gonna slow and you'd better keep fucking pace because you've already fucked my timeline up today do you understand me understood Fan-fucking-tastic. And he turns and begins walk marching off down into the sewers. And true to his word, there is no slowness to his pace. And as you begin walking with him, you notice um, some of the shadows of this pathway where you are walking. Various shadows detach themselves and begin walking in tandem. And you don't have to glance at them to know that there are other Nosferatu in this tunnel. And they don't consider you, or at least not giving you outright looks, but it's clear that they are basically borderlining this path that you are treading with Plucky Jake. And you are walking for a good 20 minutes before finally he comes into a small defunct uh, maintenance room. And inside there is a single chair, a single kind of rusted garden chair. He opens the door. Sit the fuck down. Just go there. Put the helmet on the ground and sit next to it. Okay, he pushes the door shut and the other two kindred wait outside. I'm gonna give you one chance, Moses. To start at the beginning and tell me a little story. And believe you fucking me. You'd better make me laugh. Tell me how you so spectacularly fucked up when you've been here only a couple of weeks active. Um. Well, my coterie is a bunch of idiots, is made out of a bunch of idiots. I have been cleaning up their shit for the last couple of weeks. He holds up a finger. So, after Tyler Adams decided to show at our haven, fuck knows why, and he got killed by the constable, we've been haunted by this group of thinbloods who has been, have been wanting to light everything on fire like literally even themselves like fucking gangrel I live with burned his hands trying to put one of them out don't ask me why he's 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 the worst Dude. one and now that everything is burnt and fucked up I find out that these thin bloods were in the McDonald's so I just took a bite out of one of them like, like, seriously, I have no idea how to make you laugh other than saying that the Tremere has this thin blood now and she gave it to Sabine. So that fucker is gonna suffer. Other than that, he was the one who we were hunting. If I was to turn around now, Moses, uh -huh. and say to you, are you at all responsible for this? Would your response be, it was the coterie's fault? 
Nah. Because they weren't in that fucking image, Moses. I know. That's what I'm saying now. They are the reason I got into that situation, but it's my fuck up. Yeah. You're lucky that this image has only been shown to two elders. Myself and one of those fucking Tremere pricks. Do you know what would have happened if this had reached Emrys? I'd be gone. Too fucking right you'd be gone. And I'd be handing in the fucking match. And he moves over behind you and places his hands on your shoulders. And let go of my jaw because it's like really uncomfortable and painful to hold it. You bit a mortal in full fucking view of the kind. I mean, Moses, I brought you here to help make things better, not make it worse. The guy I met was this. I don't give two shits if he shagged your dog, Moses. You don't go and bite him in public. You're lucky you only got one strike with Rusty Joe. And you're also fucking lucky that I need you to make Shreknet better. Because if I didn't... Believe you fucking me, we'd be having a different discussion right now. But just because you're valuable does not mean you are indispensable. That you are irreplaceable. Speaking of which, I put, I placed a, a mole inside the police station for Shreknet so we can access it. Maybe we can use that to cover up your fucking mess. That's why I brought it up. Look. I weren't lying before when I said, you know, I'm going to give you guys a bit of advice. Because I am actually trying to give you all a bit of advice. And this is basically just a slap in my face. I have not lost complete faith in you. If I did, like I said, we'd be having a whole different discussion. And I'd be taking that fucking jaw for my war. But now I'm going to make sure that the next few words that I say get through to you. There's an envelope under your chair. Get it out. You lean forward with your jaw hanging yeah. and pull out an envelope. Yeah. And as you open it, you see pictures. Um, and what looks like transcripts of conversations over MSN and uh, similar other different chat types. Um, you recognize the logging name as uh, one of the ones used by Sexy Pearl. Okay, by Karen. And the other one used by Susan. Okay. The pictures are of Susan. Taken in various places. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know who she is, but I'm finding out. But I know she's important to you, Moses. If you ever fuck my clan in the ass again, believe you me, I'm gonna be taking a whole nother unhealthy level of interest in this woman. Do you understand me? Your coterie is an issue. Sort them the fuck out. Because whatever shit they rain down on you, they rain down on me as someone that fucking spoke for you. Now believe you, me, when I say I'm gonna be calling in that fucking boon. Don't make me be a dick when I do. And the next time, Moses, when someone tells you that I'm looking for you, make it your fucking priority. Carter. I don't like having to come out of the Warrens. Not even for the fucking prince. And go fucking sort your jaw out. You look a fucking mess. Grab my helmet. Walk back. You can hear the creak of the chair as he sits back in it. Right now, I think, now that I'm here already in the sewers, I think I'm gonna focus in rats as many as I can, as fast as I can. Well, not as fast, as many as I can, period. Okay, uh, we'll say Dex plus Animal Ken. Minus two. <laughs> Be still failure. And I cannot re-roll it, he's hungry. Oh, right fuck. Welcome to the world of two compulsions. Oh, oh. shit. It's not going to be two compulsions. I'm not that much of a dick yet. <laughs> yet. Hey. Yet. Uh, wait till book two. Yeah. yeah. Rachel, send me your energy. Do you really want that bad luck, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to continue looking for this. In the meanwhile, we're going to cut back to Ben. So I imagine I've put on something soothing like Orinoco Flow by Enya, something of that nature, to try and calm me down after this pretty freakish thing. And I'll be driving um, very sensibly towards the place uh, where I think Jim is going to be. Okay. Um, I need you. Yes. I need you. Yes. I need you to roll composure plus resolve. Composure plus resolve, okay. Ooh, Is this with hunger dice as normal? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, well, I have a. Do you know what? Because I don't know what I'm aiming for, but I've got one. I've got a one on one of my hunger dice, and I've got two successes. Okay. So it's fine. It's fine. It, I shouldn't be worried and spending willpower to try and up those levels. You know, I can. So yeah. I can do. No, you're fine. All right. I'm not going to be that much of a dick this session. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's the next session. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've all noted. I'm yeah. waiting for Rachel to come back. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Sorry, that was harsh. <laughs> yes, but true. It's true. Well. Come on, guys. Yeah. This is me being tame. Anyway, 
You begin taking off uh, down in your car, despite the initial fright you had from witnessing whatever the, whoever the fuck that was in your window. You drive with all the control that Benjamin can bring to the fore when it's something like driving, and you make your way back towards that layby. You don't get there anywhere near as quick as Jim clearly did, because he left before you. And I'm proud of it. Yes. Um, <laughs> no one else comes into the layby in the amount of time that you are there, Jim. You keep your eye out, you look, and even once or twice you're drawn towards the sound of whatever animal. Once or twice you see um, various animals, such as uh, at one point you see a fox, at one point you see various birds, you see a rabbit. Um, which is odd, this close to London. They tend to be a bit further out, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers, and you were very tempted to get out of the car and just go for one of these. But you are stalled in your efforts by the occasional glare of lights from behind you that... You know, to the hungry part of your mind, because even as satiated as you recently were, you are ever hungry. You think that someone might be pulling in to the lay-by, but then the lights get brighter and brighter, and then they just dim as they pass. Until finally one of those lights flashes and then turns in. And there's a part of you that immediately bunches as you think, this is it, this is your meal. But then as the lights dim, you see the familiar silhouette of Benjamin. Finally. <laughs> Finally. I'll I'll get out of the car. Right. I'll say right. Um, I I've got things for the the fire, and I've got my clothes, like I said, and I've got some clothes for you. But I think you should change afterwards in case someone sees you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, I also think probably I shouldn't be sitting here in my car in this lay by in case anyone sees the fire initially and tries to film it or take a photo. You know, well, of that kind of business. It'll I, be a, it'll be a light. Get in the car and go. I was thinking I, I drive to the to the far end of the layby, and then I'll be ready for when you get in, and we'll just go. And you can change in the car. What do you think? I have to uh, uh, pull off a hyper jacket and go. Well, this thing needs to go. Yes, here's a bag of things soaked in in flammable materials. Here's a few other bits and bobs that might help. I'm going to be in the car, I'll be ready. As soon as you get in, we'll pull away very sensibly and off into the distance. All right. Um, I, I take the various bits out of my pocket and put them back. The various like, don't, I don't touch this shit. Um, your, your, um, your business will stay untouched. I'm assuming, but I, I want to make sure that the car that's stolen is like at one end of this lay-by and that my car is at the other end of this lay-by because what I don't want is to be in a pair of exploding cars. That's my, yeah. my <laughs> general plan here. Cool. So you move, you make sure that there's a sizable distance before you uh, start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to uh, put uh, uh, things in that they do, but in the car, with uh, covering it with a flammable liquid, trying to be careful take a bit of time and literally getting a trail away from it from the car probably using a, a few strips of clothing to get a bit get a bit of a uh, get, get a bit of a uh, are you going back towards Benjamin uh, part way so so, so he, he's, he's far out there I've stepped away from the car so I can light it carefully so that it, the the, uh, the flame should travel into the car let's set a light whilst I'm so Do, far the is fuck he, away is he moving within my this is no longer utterly safe Line, yeah. I mean, this is the Benjamin safety line. I'll um, be going. No, no, Jim, that's too close. <laughs> it's too close, Jim. Uh, but, uh, Go up the bank or something. Up the bank. By the time I'm, I'm laying this down, uh, I've probably permission entirely stripped off down down and I went just get rid of all the all, all, all crap. Mm. Not, not, not bothered too bothered about the cold. 
and then set the lights, and then Please into the car. Me. Goodness me. <laughs> the moment that the torch goes up, there is a part of you which recoils. It's not enough just purely because of the distance you put between you and the car for you to go and flip out as you did previously, but it's it also helps that you know you're not currently wearing petrol. Uh, covered clothes. <laughs> um, but the moment that the match makes contact with this petrol stream, it <laughs> ignites and just begins making that hasty run back and towards I'm the car. Shouting the car, diving the car. Okay. Go, go, go. As soon as it's clear, yeah. I'll pull out and drive off. Okay. Safely? Yeah. Safely. Always safely. Yeah, it is. A curious thing for him to be driving so. (laughs) For him to be driving so carefully out and away when you can see in the rear mirror the car suddenly takes and goes up. You're not sure how many people immediately notice this as they go hurtling past, but nobody immediately stops. Nobody pays much attention, even as you join this line of traffic moving away from London. And. I, I will obviously turn the, the, the next junction turn around and stuff like that. Okay. I'll say, uh, um, uh, yeah. So there, there's some. Uh, I did the best I could manage with clothes in in the back. Um, uh, l- listen, um, that we we may have another problem. <sighs> what, what problem is this well, now? Well, when I when I when I went back to the Haven, there was there was something knocking on the ceiling. And so I went up to see what it was, but then there was something knocking on that ceiling, and I kept going up until I was on Katia's floor, and there was still something knocking on the ceiling, and it got very loud and very scary, and and I and, and it was definitely there. And then when I came and left, there was someone watching from the window, and and I I I think I think it's that person that I warned you about. I think they're here. I think they've got to the haven because of course there's no one there. There's no one there now, so they can just they can just walk in and out whenever they want. It's either that or it's the ghost. No, but I, I we've not seen the ghost. Well, Katia has, then that so ghost she, certainly fucking exists. I mean, may, maybe the knocking was the ghost. The knocking might have been the ghost, but it wasn't just. A, I'm sure it wasn't just a ghost. I, I don't think it was the ghost. I don't. I don't want to go back in there on my own. Uh, well, you, you would like me to hold your hand, would you, as we enter in? Uh, n- no, not hold my hand exactly. I just don't want to be there on my own. That's all, because because I think it's after me. He's after me. That's the thing. Uh, so you so you want me to look after you, do you? Um. Yes. I mean, in a manner of speaking, I, I want you to make sure that I'm not. I don't know. Whatever this person's going to do, they don't do it. <laughs> um. Where where are we? We're we not. Are we? Well, is there anywhere you need to go? You um, that, now, please don't be offended, but you look a little, you look a little battered. Yes, I was yeah, going to say not exactly presentable. This is going to take me a few nights to heal, and uh, I need, uh, I can heal a little bit tonight, but I'm going to need to hunt to be able to do that safely. Um, right. And even then, next couple of nights, uh, I would advise doing anything you can to make sure I have blood ready, ready and available. Otherwise. Uh, shit will happen like fucking happened earlier this night. When, when, now, when you say make sure blood is ready uh, and available, I could how does one do hungry. that? Yes, I'm quite hungry too, actually, now you mention it. Mm, so both need to hunt. Yes, but before I hunt, I, I need to pop back to my flat and then I need to go and see Michael Chase because I think he's probably waited long enough now. I think everyone would be pleased. So, what? <laughs> I won't laugh. <laughs> 
Well, because of all of this business going on, I haven't been able to see Michael Chase. Didn't you say the other night was your deadline? Yes, yes, it was. Absolutely. Fuck. But, um... Oh. But, um... Do you have any idea how fucked you are? Well... I, I'm trying not to think about that. I, I, have a, I have a plan to try and soften it a little, but I'm not sure it's going to work. But I mean, what else can I do? It, it had to be done. These things have to be done sometimes. Have to be. Yes, you he, have to piss my fucking primogen. But he, I'm. I'm. But I, well, obviously, I didn't want to. But he'd. 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 Well, he'd made his own bed, quite frankly, and I had no choice but to. to you had no choice no, to piss my primogen. No, Why none. would you have no choice to none. piss my fucking? Primogen? I thought I had a choice, but I was wrong. I was wrong. I spoke to Edmund, and he persuaded me that actually I didn't have a choice at all. He was quite right. I didn't. I don't know what I was thinking. So I need to go and apologise to Michael, and hope that he doesn't do anything too horrible. So Edmund told you to make him wait. Yes, because yes, because because of what he'd done to <coughs> because Michael and Edmund have a business going on, and Michael did some horrible things to Edmund just recently. Horrible, horrible, unnecessary things. And so this was a sort of, uh, I suppose, a lesson. I suppose of sorts. <coughs> and and yes, I am well aware that I am probably going to be the. Um, I don't know. Whatever the word is, I, I fucked. I suppose you used I, earlier. I, 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 so I start removing some bandages to kind of show them the, the, the semi-healed arm. You could be suffering something like this. Oh no, no, I don't think Michael. Actually, I, I don't know what Michael's yeah. capable of. But <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure he wouldn't. I don't know. Look, you're not helping, Jim, because I'm quite scared already. I and this is now. I can. I have very active imagination. Yeah, I have one question that's been can come to mind because I know I can be a bit, a bit, but pissing up a primogen is something that I'm smart enough not to do. So, well, you're it, saying that no, but no, but really, you see, the thing is, there are always consequences, and sometimes it's better to annoy a primogen than to face the other consequences. What other consequences? Is that? To upset someone that you care about. Surely you understand that. If you if you care about someone, you'd do anything to protect their feelings, wouldn't you? Of course you would. Do you still drink from your sire? Well, I haven't lately. I mean, not since we all, you know, started um, cohabiting, as it were, in the in the crossed hands. Oh shit! Fuck! Blood bond. No. Oh fucking hell! Are you all right, Jim? Oh, Cat would be better explaining this, this sort of shit to you than I, than I would. Fuck. And that is where we're going to call a break. Thank you for listening to part one of this episode of Blood on the Thames. We really hope that you enjoyed the show, and if you ever want to watch us playing live, find us at Twitch at 7pm UK time every Monday. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook for latest updates. See you next week. <laughs>